profile of two criminals. Luke 23, 32-43 Two others, both criminals, were led out to be executed with him. When they came to a place called the Skull, they nailed him to the cross, and the criminals were also crucified, one on his right and one on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And the soldiers gambled for his clothes by throwing dice. The crowd watched, and the leaders coughed. He saved others, he, they said. Let him save himself if he's really God, Messiah, the chosen one. The soldiers mocked him too by offering him a drink of sour wine. They called out to him, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. A sign was fastened above him with these words, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals hanging beside him scoffed, so you are the Messiah, aren't you? Are you? Prove it by saving yourself and us too while you're at it. But the other criminal protested. Don't you fear God even when you have been sentenced to die? We deserve to die for our crimes. But this man hasn't done anything wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me. When you come into your kingdom. And Jesus replied, I assure you, today you will be with me in paradise. Good Friday mornings normally make us think, especially when we have interesting passages such as this. Today we turn the spotlight on two criminals who were to be crucified with Jesus. One was on his right, the other on his left. In the passage, all three men were getting the same punishment, but they had three different profiles. As they were being crucified, we hear Jesus say, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. What powerful words. These are not the words we expect to be said or expect to hear. Can you imagine what words to hear when you're about to be crucified for the wrong you've done? Would you want to forgive your killers, the ones who are, are executing you, especially if you're innocent? And yet this was the stance that Jesus took. And in the hearing of his fellow deputies, Jesus did not deserve to die this way. Notice the two guys were being rightful. Notice the two guys were being rightfully executed as confessed by one of the criminals. Look at verse 41 when he says, We are punished justly. We deserve to die for our crimes. These men were not innocent men. They did the crime, and now they are paying the brutal price for their actions. It is said that when you're about to die, you reveal who you really are. And so this is the case of these two. Both were criminals. Both were being crucified. One on the right of Jesus, the other on the left of Jesus. 
both heard Jesus's words of forgiveness about his executioners. Both of them would have heard the rulers sneering at Jesus saying he saved others. They said, let him save himself if he's really God Messiah, the chosen one. They would have seen the soldiers mocking him as they offered Jesus wine vinegar to drink and mocking him as king of the Jews. Both would have known there was a sign above Jesus' head saying, this is the king of the Jews. Both of them wanted to be saved from meaninglessness. But at this critical juncture is where the similarities of their criminal, criminal profiles stop. The first thief who hung there beside Jesus joined with the mockers to her insults at Jesus. Aren't you the Christ? Save yourself and us while you're at it. Can't you hear him? Despite his spiteful way, the thief was seeking salvation. He wanted to be spared his cruel death. He wanted his life to come. But he went about this in the wrong way by joining it with the mockers in an hope to prove Jesus then and there to do his greatest miracle of changing their crucified destiny by bringing them down. However, notice the reaction of the other criminal who made a 180 degree turn. This other criminal used his final moment to do some very courageous actions. Firstly, he rebuked his fellow criminal. Don't you fear God since you're under the same sentence? He recognized not only the sovereignty of God, but also feared God. In Proverbs 1 verse 7, we are told that the fear of God is the beginning of knowledge or the beginning of wisdom. So this fear of God brought this criminal to reflect on his morality and God's own immorality. He was now not afraid to acknowledge God as being in charge of his life. Secondly, this criminal acknowledged that he had committed crime for which he had deserved to die and was now being justly punished. We deserve to die for our crimes. We are punished justly. He engaged in a cross confession of guilt and shame. Thirdly, the thief confidently declared Jesus' innocence. This man has done nothing wrong. The time on the cross gave him the chance to see Jesus for who he really was. Innocent of all charges, forgiven of all, guilty or innocent. Fourthly, after going through that catharsis and coming to that realization or revelation, this criminal now addressed Jesus and asked him to remember me remember me when you come into your kingdom. Notice having seen Jesus clearly, he spoke to not to when, not if, when, not if Jesus would come into his kingdom. This criminal too, like his companion, was seeking salvation, but because he opened himself up to Jesus, he was able 
to see beyond his life into the kingdom of heaven. Perhaps when he reflected on all he had done and deserved and watched how Jesus forgave person, even though Jesus was innocent, it brought him to the mercy seat seeking redemption. He did not know when this would happen, but he carried with him the certainty that Jesus would enter his kingdom. What I find most interesting is Jesus' words to the criminal. I tell you the truth. Today you will be with me in paradise. By his very presence, Jesus brings the criminal to the point of seeing himself for what he really is as he moves from confession to repentance. Jesus, while taking his last human breaths on the cross, is still in the salvation business. Notice Jesus at this point makes the truth clear to the criminal. This crucifixion will not stop me reigning in my kingdom. I have the power over death and life. I have the power to bring you into eternal paradise. And I will do so this very day. Do not let this temporary situation of the cross fool you. In fact, Jesus clarifies that the when of his kingdom coming was not in the distant future, but was just some final breaths away the minute he passed from his life. His destiny in the kingdom was secure and paradise waited. It's important to know that Jesus died first, thus being able to welcome his new convert into the heavenly kingdom paradise. John 19, verse 33. The question for us today, therefore, is which criminal are we like? For all of us have sinned and come short of God's glory. Romans 3, verse 23. Are we hurling insults or, ha, ha, or have we seen our own transgressions and fall in front of the mercy seat seeking help from Jesus in our time of need? The choice is yours. Choose this day whom you will serve. Prayer. Father, we come in our unworthiness seeking your help. Like the criminal, we seek you and desire to come into your eternal kingdom. May you continue to reveal yourself to us. We boldly come through the blood and name of your son, Jesus Christ, that was shed for us so that eternal access will be opened. Amen.